Welcome to Talk Before Wicket, the TBW podcast, where we keep you up to date on all the latest cricket news. With a mission to bring you the most important stories without overwhelming you, we appreciate your time, and we aim to deliver content that truly matters. Join our community of passionate cricket lovers as we celebrate the sport that brings us all together. In today's episode, we'll cover Harry Brooks' disappointment over being left out of England's World Cup squad, Stephen Smith's injury and replacements for Australia's tour, Jasprit Bumrah's impressive return to international cricket, Ricky Ponting's perspective on the 2023 Ashes series, PCB's invitation to Asian Cricket Council heads for the Asia Cup, Shoaib Akhtar's suggestion for Virat Kohli to retire from white ball cricket, the passing of Sir Michael Parkinson, and the tribute paid to him, and Marlon Samuels' breach of anti-corruption rules in the 2019 T10 League. Harry Brook is feeling disappointed after being left out of England's provisional 15-man squad for the World Cup in India. Despite his success in international cricket across formats, Brooke was edged out due to Ben Stokes' return to ODIs, with the team opting for experience over youth. However, Brooke is determined to move on quickly from the setback. After a strong performance, scoring 44 off 24 balls for the Northern Superchargers, Brooke reflected on his omission. He acknowledged that he could have done more in the past six months to strengthen his case for selection, suggesting that his lack of List A experience may have been a factor. Despite his disappointment, Brooke understands the decision and praises Stokes as one of cricket's best players. Brooke believes he is currently in good form and could contribute to the team's success, but acknowledges that there is always room for improvement. He admits that he hasn't had many opportunities to play limited overs cricket for Yorkshire or England due to scheduling conflicts, which may have affected his chances. Pundits, including Jofra Archer and Kevin Peterson, were surprised by Brooke's exclusion. Archer discovered the news on live TV and expressed his shock. Peterson went as far as saying that he would have chosen Brooke over Dawid Milan, citing Brooke's suitability for the subcontinent. While Brooke may be disappointed, he remains focused on his game and is determined to continue performing at a high level. Stephen Smith has unfortunately been ruled out of Australia's limited overs tour of South Africa due to a wrist injury he sustained during the Ashes. However, there is some good news, as he should be available for the ODIs in India and the upcoming World Cup. In Smith's absence, Ashton Turner, the captain of the Perth Scorchers, has been called in as his replacement for the T20 internationals, while Marnus Labuschagne has been added to the squad for the ODIs. It turns out that Smith has been battling a left wrist issue caused by a tendon injury throughout the England series. Currently, he is wearing a splint to help with his recovery. Originally, Smith was set to open for the T20s against South Africa following his impressive performance in the Big Bash League, BBL, last season. However, he will now have to wait until Australia's series against India, starting on September 22nd, just before the World Cup. Another player, Mitchell Stark, will also remain at home as he recovers from a groin soreness sustained during the Ashes. He will join the team for the India series once he is fully recovered. On the other hand, Spencer Johnson, the uncapped left-arm quick who was named in the T20 squad, will stay in South Africa for the ODIs. For the South Africa ODIs, Mitchell Marsh has been appointed as captain, following his captaincy in the T20 international leg of the tour. Pat Cummins will join the squad during that series, but may not play due to his return from a fractured wrist. 
the chair of selectors, George Bailey, explained that the decision was made to prioritise the World Cup and take a conservative approach to the players' workload. Bailey stated that they expect Smith and Stark to be fully fit and available for the Indian ODI series and the World Cup warm-up fixture. It's worth noting that Australia had already selected a weakened squad for the T20Is, with several players resting due to their workload during the recent England tour. Glenn Maxwell, for example, will play the T20 internationals against South Africa, but will miss the subsequent ODI series to be present for the birth of his first child before rejoining the squad for India matches. Labuschagne's inclusion in the squad is somewhat of a reprieve for him after being left out of Australia's World Cup plans. However, he still faces uncertainty about participating in the event. As for the T20 international side, Marsh will captain the team for the first time as Aaron Finch retired as captain after the 2022 T20 World Cup. Marsh is serving as an interim captain with a permanent appointment to be made later. While some had considered Turner a potential candidate to succeed Finch, he has not played for Australia since the T20 international tour of Bangladesh in 2021. Despite his impressive performance in the BBL and his reputation as one of the best white ball captains in Australia, Turner had been overshadowed by other middle-order finishers like Marcus Stoinis, Tim David and Matthew Wade. Overall, the Australian squad for the limited overs tour of South Africa and India has undergone some changes due to injuries and workload management. The selectors have made strategic decisions to prioritise the World Cup and ensure that key players like Smith and Stark are fully fit for the upcoming series. Oh boy, Jasprit Bomra made a big entrance back into international cricket after being out for a year due to injury. In his very first over in the first T20I against Ireland, he showed everyone why he's such a force to be reckoned with. It all started with a bit of a hiccup for Bomra, though. The first ball of his over was dispatched for a fantastic four by Balburnie. Not the ideal start, right? But hey... Balburnie was surely happy with that one, but hold on, Bomra wasn't one to be discouraged easily. He bounced right back on the next ball and knocked Balburnie over. A full delivery outside off, seeming in, and Balburnie could only manage to get an inside edge onto the stumps. Ouch, that's got a sting. Then Bomra continued his lethal assault on the Irish batsman. His next ball to Tucker was a length delivery, seeming once again, but Tucker managed to hold his ground and fend it off. Now, here comes the most impressive part – Bomra unleashed a thunderous in-swinging Yorker at a blistering 135 kilometers per hour. Tucker jammed his bat down just in time to keep it from hitting his stumps. Phew, that was way too close for comfort. But Bomra wasn't done yet. He struck again on the fifth ball of the over. A length ball outside off, Tucker tried to ramp it but could only manage to spoon it up behind him. Sanju Sampson had an easy catch and Bomra was jumping for joy. And just to top it all off, Bomra finished his over with another searing inswinger. Tector played it cautiously to cover, but you could feel the power behind that delivery. Well, well, well. Looks like Bomra made quite an impact in his return to the international scene. What a way to announce his comeback. So let's talk about the 2023 Ashes series. According to Ricky Ponting, Australia was left scratching their head about how to tackle Basball as the series went on. Ponting believed that the final two, two scoreline was a fair result, but he also thought that the controversial ball change at the Oval played a decisive role. Australia started strong, going 2-0 up with a nerve-jangling victory at Edgebaston and a more convincing display at Lords. However, they couldn't maintain their lead and let a strong position slip at Headingley, where England won by three wickets. 
Rain at Old Trafford allowed Australia to retain the Ashes, but their chance of a series win in England slipped away on the dramatic final day at the Oval. An earlier change of ball brought England's quick bowlers back into the game. Ponting praised England's sustained aggression with the bat as the key element in their fight back. He specifically mentioned Zach Crawley, who had an outstanding performance in Manchester that had the Australian players scratching their heads as to how to bowl at him. Overall, Ponting thought that the two... Two result was fair, considering the level of cricket played across the series. He also backed the selection calls made by Australia and praised Pat Cummins' ability to get through six matches. However, he did suggest that there might be some new faces in the Australian bowling attack in the next 12 months. So it seems like the 2023 Ashes provided plenty of excitement and challenges for both teams. It will be interesting to see how Australia and other countries adapt to compete with England's aggressive style of play in the future. The Pakistan Cricket Board, PCB, recently extended an invitation to Jay Shah, BCCI Secretary and President of ACC, to attend the opening match of the Asia Cup between Pakistan and Nepal on August 30th in Multan. Not stopping there, the PCB went a step further and invited other heads of boards that are part of the Asian Cricket Council for the event. However, insiders suggest that the invitation may be more of a hopeful gesture than a genuine expectation for Shah to actually visit Pakistan. It turns out that this invite was a follow-up to a verbal invitation extended by Chairman Zaka Ashraf to Jay Shah during their meeting in Durban for the ICC meeting. Pakistani media had reported that Shah accepted the PCB's invitation, but the BCCI secretary denied this, causing some embarrassment for the PCB. Despite the tense relations between India and Pakistan, the PCB wished to demonstrate that it keeps politics separate from sports by extending the invitation to Shah. They aim to emphasise Pakistan's stance on maintaining cricket relations with India, devoid of any political influence. The Asia Cup 2023, scheduled from August 30th to September 17th, will take place in various locations across Pakistan and Sri Lanka. India and Pakistan have a match scheduled for September 2nd in Sri Lanka. If both teams advance to the final, they could potentially face each other up to three times throughout the tournament, intensifying the anticipation among fans. Legendary Pakistan fast bowler Shoaib Akhtar recently suggested that Virat Kohli should consider retiring from white ball cricket after the ICC World Cup 2023 to manage his workload and increase his chances of breaking Sachin Tendulkar's record. According to Akhtar, playing white ball cricket takes a toll on Kohli, affecting his test career. Akhtar believes Kohli should focus on test cricket and strive to break the record in the next six years. However, former Indian cricket team skipper Surav Ganguly disagrees with this suggestion. Ganguly firmly believes that Kohli should have the freedom to play any form of cricket he desires because he consistently performs well. Ganguly's emphatic response showcases his support for Kohli's choice. In addition to expressing his opinion on Kohli's retirement, Ganguly also shared some valuable advice for the Indian cricket team. Despite facing criticism after losing the T20I series against West Indies, Ganguly emphasises the importance of choosing the best players based on their skills, regardless of whether they are left-handed or right-handed. He highlights the talent of players like Yashasvi Jaiswal, Tilak Varma, Ishan Kishan, Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Ravindra Jadeja, Aksar Patel and Hardik Pandya, forming a strong team. In conclusion, the contrasting viewpoints between Akhtar and Ganguly on Kohli's retirement demonstrate the diverse opinions in cricket. While Akhtar advocates for a strategic career move, Ganguly supports Kohli's freedom to make his own decisions. 
Ultimately, both individuals provide valuable insights for the success of the Indian cricket team. Sir Michael Parkinson, beloved chat show host, has passed away at the age of 88 after a brief illness. Yorkshire County Cricket Club, where Parkinson had a strong connection, paid tribute to him. In his early days, Parkinson had trials at Yorkshire alongside fellow cricketers Dickie Bird and Geoffrey Boycott. Despite keeping Boycott out of his hometown Barnsley team, Parkinson formed lifelong friendships with both Bird and Boycott. Describing Parkinson as the soul of Yorkshire, Boycott emphasised his deep understanding of Yorkshire people and his ability to capture their essence in his writing. Boycott expressed admiration for Parkinson's love for cricket, his sense of humour and his warm personality. Former England fast bowler Darren Gaff, who considered Parkinson a close friend, also paid tribute. Gaff expressed his devastation and offered condolences to Parkinson's family and friends. Yorkshire Cricket Club held a minute's silence in Sir Michael's memory before their one-day cup game against Hampshire. Even outside the cricketing world, Barnsley Football Club mourned his passing, acknowledging Parkinson as one of their favourite sons. Parkinson's career as a chat show host was illustrious. He famously interviewed high-profile figures such as Muhammad Ali and Victoria Beckham. He concluded his show in 2007 with a star-studded two-hour special featuring renowned personalities. Sir Michael Parkinson's impact on Yorkshire, cricket and the world of broadcasting is immeasurable. His friendship, humour and love for the game will be deeply missed. There will never be another like him. Former West Indies all-rounder Marlon Samuels has recently been found guilty of breaching the International Cricket Council's anti-corruption code. It was discovered that Samuels had violated rules in four areas regarding his involvement in the 2019 Abu Dhabi-based T10 League. Currently, an independent tribunal is still deliberating on what punishment would be appropriate for him. This news comes after Samuels' illustrious career, during which he won the T20 World Cup twice with the West Indies, and emerged as the team's top scorer in both final matches. Specifically, Samuels was found guilty of not disclosing the receipt of payments, gifts or other benefits that could harm the reputation of cricket. He was also charged with failing to disclose hospitality exceeding $750. Furthermore, Samuels was found guilty of obstructing or delaying the investigation by concealing relevant information and failing to cooperate with authorities. It is worth noting that Samuels retired from professional cricket in November 2020 after playing 71 tests, 207 one-day internationals and 67 2020 internationals for the West Indies. However, his career was not without controversy. In 2008, he was banned for two years after passing information to a bookmaker during an India one-day series in 2007. Additionally, Samuels faced suspension from bowling his off-spin three times due to concerns over his bowling action. Throughout his time on the field, he also had altercations with notable opponents such as Shane Warne, Ben Stokes and Graham Onions. Given his previous infractions and now this breach of the anti-corruption code, it remains to be seen what consequences Samuels will face. In today's episode, we discussed Harry Brooks' disappointment with being left out of England's World Cup squad, Stephen Smith's injury and replacements for Australia's South Africa tour, Boomrah's impressive return to international cricket, Ponting's thoughts on the 2023 Ashes series, PCB's invitation to Asian Cricket Council heads for the Asia Cup, Shaib Akhtar's suggestion for Kohli's retirement, the tribute paid to Sir Michael Parkinson, and Marlon Samuels' guilty verdict for breaching anti-corruption rules. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one. And don't forget to like, follow, share, and subscribe to the Talk Before Wicket podcast.